What's up, guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton. And I'm Brett. Let's Let's talk. talk. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 53 of Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. We are so glad that you took the time out of your day right now. To join us wherever you're listening in the world, whether you be international or right here in the United States or right here in Southeast Missouri. And if you are that close, we would love to meet you in person if you want to come by on a Wednesday night to 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri. We would love to meet you and your families and pray with you about anything you need prayer for. For more information, check out nextlevelfreedomchurch.com and you can find out more information about where we'll be and when. Tonight... I'm here. Brett's here in the studio. What's going on tonight, Brett? Man, it is going good. It's been a wonderful day so far, and we are back in here in the studio ready to dig into the Word. And nothing has changed since last week. God is still moving. God is still on the throne, and awesome things are taking place. And you know what? They always say that if you go to church not expecting anything, that's exactly what you're going to receive. But if you go to church expecting God to move, then look out. He's going to move, and you're going to get to be part of something amazing. So that's what I come to church anticipating every time we walk through the doors is what's God going to do today, and how can God use me today? So just a little encouragement for you guys out there. When you go to church this Wednesday or you go to church uh, on Sunday, whenever it is that your your churches are open, make sure you're going to one that is open. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Just go receiving or go expecting to receive something from God because he's ready, he's willing to bless you, and he wants to bless you. So, And that is something that's highly lacked in the church today, I believe, and that's the reason that it's been a while since some churches have seen anything moving with God, because they don't come expecting God to do anything. They expect a traditional Sunday morning, Wednesday night, whatever the case may be, service, and then they go home, and they come back and they do it again the next week. It cannot become routine. I'm like Brett. Every time I come through these doors here at the church, it's like... What's God going to do tonight? What's he up to now? What's he up to next? And I think it is that spirit of expectation that everybody that seems to be coming is having because they keep coming back. Sometimes they bring more with them. And I think people are just looking. They're just looking for answers. And Jesus is the answer, guys. And that's what we have as the church. And that's what we need to be giving out. But if you want to hit us up, make sure you do so at wait.letstalk at gmail.com or hit us up on the voicemail link located at the bottom of the description of each and every episode. We would love to answer any questions you may have about the scriptures or maybe you just want to give us a shout out. We would love to hear from you. Make sure you're doing that. You can also check us out on Facebook. Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. That's where you'll get the latest shows. And you can check us out on Zap. It's spelled X-A-P-I-T at Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. And you know what? I'm excited. Brett's <laughs> excited. I say it all the time. <laughs> but you know what? I'm sitting here thinking, man, you know, you know, uh, a lot of people seem to think that if God's moving, it's going to be in a bigger church. Because, you know, you walk into a lot of these churches and you see the lights, right? You got all the lights going, and some some places even have fog machines going, right? And they've got this huge band up on stage, and everybody, you know, the the band's going to town, the drummers wailing on the drums, the guitar guys going or whatever. And you think to yourself, well, this is where God is. This this is this is what's happening. And they think that nothing could be happening in little churches. Well, I want to tell you, and I feel like I need to do this. 
We don't have a light show. We don't have a fog machine. And we don't have some huge facility right now. We're praying. We're praying for something bigger because we need it right now. But what we do have is a group. Let me start with this. We have a group of preachers and ministers right now that are walking into church every Sunday and every Wednesday that are willing to do whatever God asks of them. And we are seeing amazing things take place. We're seeing people ask for prayer and come forward with prayer. We're seeing amazing prayers being prayed over these people and believing for healings and different things like that. We're seeing a boldness in the preaching that is coming forth with Joy Church and Next Level Freedom Church. We're seeing the Holy Spirit move amongst the congregation. I told Trenton something here the other day whenever I was up preaching here, I guess it's been a couple of Wednesdays now, that you can see the hunger in people. So that tells you right there that God is moving within people's lives because they want more of God. So they're coming into a place where they feel like they're getting it. And that should speak to us pastors is when you look out over your congregation and you see a hunger in them and they're hanging on your words and they want more, that means that you're doing something right in my opinion. That means that they want fed and they feel like they're getting fed where they're at. So we may not have all the stuff that big mega churches have, but I can tell you right now that God is moving in this place. Although it may be smaller than some, God is moving in this place. And I encourage you to find a place where that is happening because just because a church is big doesn't mean that the Spirit of God is or isn't there. Amen. We all serve the same God, and he shows up in each place. Matter of fact, sometimes I wonder if he doesn't like the smaller groups that are getting together in houses and wherever they're getting together just to meet and be in his presence because then you get away from the distractions and you can focus on God and you can focus on his word. Like he said, we don't have a band, a huge band. We have a guitar, conga, and keyboard. And every now and then I'll play guitar and sing with them. And we have speakers. We have the hearts that want to see God move. We have the expectation. And it's not just from me and Brett. It's from every person that Mm -hmm. comes in the door. That's why the atmosphere is so thick on Wednesday nights at 7, Sunday mornings with Joy Church. The atmosphere is so thick with the Holy Spirit. By the time we get up to speak or go to worship, whatever, Holy Spirit's already there, Mm -hmm. and we're just kind of following the flow of things. So don't be discouraged. We are looking for a bigger facility, but we would love to meet you. Come on by. Uh, We would love to pray with you. We've been doing a lot of, I guess, bold praying, I guess you could call it, here in the house. We've had people that are needing healings, people that are needing deliverance from different things, and they come forward. We do exactly what the Bible tells us to do. We anoint them with oil. We call forth the elders of the church. And we pray. And that is how the Spirit's moving right now in those type of people. It doesn't take a huge audience. It takes a group of people that are following his instructions, the old acronym, basic instructions before leaving earth. The Bible, for those of you that didn't catch that, it takes a group of people seeking God And here's what we're going to, and scripture tells us, if you're seeking him, you're going to find him. And the people that are coming are seeking right now. So be excited. If you are looking for a place to worship, we keep throwing this out there, but I feel like we need to. 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights, 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri. More information, you can go to nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. 
Come and find out what's going on at Next Level Freedom Church. We would love to hear from you. We would love to pray with you. We do have a phone number now. You can go to the website and get that information. You leave a voice message. We don't have regular hours right now, but what we'll do is we'll take those voice messages and we will call you back if you have questions on the particular service or anything along those lines. So make sure you're doing that. Reach out because the connection is where God is. He's in people that are connecting right now. And he's up to some big things, big things happening, guys. And we're getting closer and closer to the things I think that we've been talking about. We're going to see them come to pass here in this world. So People are hungry. I mean, there's no doubt about it that right now people are hungry. There are people looking for answers. And, you know, I'm just thinking I'm sitting, you know, we're sitting here and I don't even, I don't even think about COVID anymore. Like, I just don't. I had a job where I didn't have to think about it, really. I mean, I'm isolated, so it really wasn't a big deal. But there are still people right now that won't get out because of that. And I just, I can't fathom that. But, you know, I just, it, it's happening right now. I guess where, I, where I'm trying to get at with that is, is that we're meeting and we're seeing God move. So that should speak something to us, that God is moving in places where people are gathering. So, Amen. and then didn't we read that verse last week? Was it when we read the verse we were talking about calling forth the elders and having them pray, or maybe it was the week before because it was talking about calling forth the elders, praying for those that are sick. So if you've got a sick or an ailment, that's your reason to get the church because that's where God's at. God is there to heal or be with someone. You don't have to do it in a church. Get with someone who has got faith and believes and is a believer in God and Jesus Christ. They've received them. They're Christians. And that will pray with you. Have someone touch and agree. It doesn't have to be in a church building. We enjoy it when you come to the church building. But make sure that if you are seeking those things, that you are truly out there looking for God. You know, I used that scripture on Wednesday whenever I preached. And I can't remember exactly where it was That's in now. James, wasn't it? So it's but, not here in John. <laughs> yeah, but he, he said, uh, gather yourselves together. You remember the verse? Yeah, I can look I, it up, but... <laughs> not off the top of my head. But uh, basically, he was saying that you need to gather together because some of you neglect doing that. <laughs> and he's like, he's telling you, you need to be gathering together. But some of you guys, you're neglecting to do the very things that God has commanded commanded us to do, you know? So, I don't know. Right now, God is just doing something in a major way. I, I couldn't tell you, Trenton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking but, <laughs> for it right now while he's talking. Because there was some power in that. And he used it in his message. And it is so true. Here it is. It's in this right here, isn't it? The yeah. Prayer of Faith. Chapter James five. chapter 5, verses... I'm, I guess I could read all of it. 13. We may get stuck in James. Here we go. Going a different direction. <laughs> God's taking it a different direction tonight. But I believe that you guys must need to hear this. Because we had something else planned. But well, we might get back to that. We'll see. It says in James chapter 5, verse 13. And we usually read out of the ESV here on the air. For those of you who wonder what translation we're reading out of. It says, Is anyone among you suffering... Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. 
Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from a wonder, from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Now, I realize I could have stopped up there in verse 15, but it was all good, so I went ahead and read all of it. So he tells us right there in Scripture, Brett's looking something else up, so I'm going to go ahead and keep talking here. The uh, there in 13, is anyone among you suffering? There it is. If you need something prayed for, it says, let him pray. And here's what I like. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And that's exactly, that's all we do. That's the, uh, I don't know if you call it the antidote or whatever you want to call it. That is the formula, I guess, we're using. And that's it. We call forth and we pray. And I'm still, some of them have given praise reports, but I'm still waiting for some praise reports because I'm telling them when they leave, I was like, I'm expecting the phone call. I'm expecting a praise report because I believe God is going to touch you with whatever the need may be. And that's where it's at, guys. It's in that prayer, the fervent prayer. Is that how it worded it there? He prayed fervently that he might, it might not rain. Well, that was Elijah. It's in the prayer of the righteous man. That's that's where it's at. Yep. Go ahead. You got something? Yeah. Uh, the scripture I was totally demolishing a while ago <laughs> whenever I was trying to quote it was in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Verse 24, 25 says, Let us consider... How to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some. So even back then, they were neglecting to, to gather together. And mm-hmm. we're being told here, probably by Paul, it's in Hebrew, so it, we're not 100% sure on that. Most believe it's Paul. But anyway, it says, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Okay, see so guys, the importance of gathering together. And this is one of the things that I have said on a Wednesday night is that this whole thing kept the church from gathering together. It was an attack from the enemy against the church because if a church is separated and a church can't gather together, in a lot of ways, the church is losing its power. And I know that, well, God's our power and God lives in each and every one of us. He's right. But we're told to gather together because it's just like there's strength in numbers. It's just like the old saying that there's strength in numbers. We're called to gather together because our faith builds upon each other's faith. It's just like the other day when Trenton was sitting here and we got the phone call from Eddie. And Eddie said he had a flat and he probably didn't know if he was going to make it. Trenton said, nope, you're going to make it. His faith encouraged me. If he'd have been sitting here by himself, who would have been encouraged besides himself? But no, we were here. We gathered together because we wanted to be in prayer before this thing. So his faith encouraged me, which built my faith, which made somebody else's faith. It, it, it was It's like it's contagious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? <laughs> wasn't meant to be, but it's, it is. It, it, it's contagious in the sense that our, our faith and our love and our caring for one another as we come together as a body of Christ on Sundays and on Wednesdays and at other things that we do, it feels good to gather amongst other believers because you feel like you're not alone. You feel like you can accomplish something. You feel like you can make it through the rest of the week. And, you know, there's sometimes when I, I'm not even going to lie. There's sometimes I come in here Wednesday. I'm drained. I'm tired. I'm, you know, I've got things in my life that's bothering me or whatever. And I get here 
everything changes because the atmosphere in the place is an atmosphere of love and an atmosphere of faith and an atmosphere of hope. And you can feel that. And if you're not getting that and you're just staying at home and you're not gathering together, then you're not getting because you're not going to get it through a computer screen because you're still sitting at home alone. Yes, I get it. It's it's you and God and you're never alone. I get that. But we're told here for a reason to gather amongst people and to not neglect that. And that I mean, this actually what you just read out of Hebrews ties in back to something we just read a minute ago here in James. It says, therefore, in verse 16, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And it really gets back to when he was getting out with the church. It has been an attack on the church. It's true because what happens? Divide and conquer. It's the old mm-hmm. tactic. And that's what the he, he's overplayed his hand, I believe. But he always goes back to that. What he figured is if I can keep them apart in the home in fear, which is exactly what he's done to many people. And there are, I can't, I'm still surprised when I see people that are so afraid of this. But if you can keep them apart, then you can keep that fear inside of them, and that fear will keep them from finding God mm-hmm. and getting the healing that they need. God, and we've said it before, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. If it's fear, it's not of God. God did not give you that spirit. It says in his word, he does not give us a spirit of fear. He gives us power, love, sound mind. He gives us confidence. He gives us that righteous thoughts, those things that draw us together as we when we gather. And I think many people, if you were to talk to them about the ones that have been coming to church, they're going to tell you the same thing. They come because of the encouragement, because of the atmosphere, the things that are happening. Stuff is happening. We're praying. We're doing exactly what the Bible says. Now it's just up to God to do his end. It's God who ultimately does the healing when we pray. It's not us. It's God. So we pray to God and we let God do his work however he chooses to do it. So be encouraged, stand strong, and know this. If you want to be healed, if you are going through something, you need to gather with some believers. You know, if you go back to what Trenton just said, he said, God has not given us a what? A spirit of fear. So what does that tell you? It's a spirit. It it tells you that (laughs) it's a spirit. Now, doesn't it say somewhere in Scripture that we have all, you know, God gave it, Jesus gave us authority over that stuff to, re- mm-hmm. to rebuke those things and to not allow those things into our life. You see, that's what we forget because just like a while ago, I said that hope and faith were contagious. So is fear. Fear is extremely contagious. And if you're watching a mass, and it's funny, Trenton just clicked. <laughs> <laughs> something else came to mind. Go something, ahead. Something else, something <laughs> we're just going all kinds of scriptures. It tonight. had all these news things on here tonight. but <laughs> And that's where I was going is like, if, if you're just listening to all the fear that is being thrown at you through that television, and that's another thing, a tell, tell a vision. But anyway, if you're listening to nothing but that fear, guess what's going to be into your spirit? It is contagious, and you will just soak it up, and you will receive it into yourself. You have got to not receive that spirit of fear. You have got to tell that, you know, the Bible says resist the devil, and he will flee. Well, resist that fear, and it will flee. Fill it with something. Fill it with faith. Fill it with hope. Fill it with love, because if we don't do those things, then we're going to allow that fear to come into our lives, and it's just like Trenton was saying a while ago. You're you're going to get into fear, and What I said on Wednesday, that fear leads to anxiety, that fear leads to depression because you feel like once that fear grabs a hold of you, 
it feels like there's no way out of there. Mm-hmm. And if you feel trapped, a lot of people, when they feel trapped, they give up. And trust me, I was there. I've dealt with anxiety, and I wanted to give up. I felt like there was no way out until a light bulb clicked in my head one day, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me because I finally would listen. <laughs> Problem mm. was I wasn't listening for about a year. Mm. The light bulb clicked on. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and just said, this isn't you. And once I realized that it wasn't me, there was something that was on me, it was from that point forward that I began to fight. And when I began to fight, it not receive the fear, but to receive the hope, my life changed. My life went back to normal, and the fear had to leave because mm. I resisted it. The verse that was coming to mind, I can't find it on here. I don't remember. It was either Matthew or Luke. Aaron talked about it at Freedom Conference. And for those of you waiting to hear that, when this airs, you will hear it the following Sunday, July 4th. It'll be up, and you can hear it for yourself. He talked about taking the keys of the kingdom, but he also talked about that Jesus, when he was talking to some people one day, he's talking about, I saw Satan fall from heaven or cast out of heaven like lightning. I don't remember exactly how it's worded. And then he said he gave him authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. Well, he wasn't necessarily talking about what we see some churches getting into, but what he was talking about is because Satan was cast out, he looked at another side of that verse. He looked at the fact that where was he cast to? He was cast to earth. He's here messing with us now because he can't stand us because we have an opportunity to be forgiven. And we talked last week. His judgment is already final. It's a done deal. He, that's why he's so ticked at us. But what he was getting at was he was cast here, but we're not to be afraid of him. God has given us authority to take authority over him. So... If you guys got to remember, he's going to try to come with you. He's going to have spirits, demons, whatever you want to call it, come at you and try to mess with your mind. And you have got to be bold enough. And first thing you got to do, if you don't already, you got to know Christ. You got to be a believer. If you're going to fight that fight, you got to be a child of God. He's got to know who you are. Otherwise, it's kind of like what Matthew said, uh, away from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. So we don't want that to happen to anybody. That's why we get on here. That's why we talk about these things. But you need to understand something. It's not the spirit of fear. That's not God. So you need to get out of your fear and get back into God so that you can be blessed and be placed in the direction that he's wanting you to go. Shoot, if the devil ain't messing with you, man, then you ain't doing nothing. Amen. I mean, that's what we was always told growing up, and I mean, that's proven true time and time again, that if 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 you're not doing nothing for God, you're sitting there like, man, my life's pretty good right now. Like, I've got this going for me, work's going good, everything's going great. You need to stop right now, and you need to say, Lord... What am I doing wrong? Or is there something in my life? Lord, is there sin in my life? You need to examine things because if if the devil's not trying to throw a wrench into your life in some way, you're either super Christian and you know, you're like you're right like you've got everything figured out, which I highly, highly doubt, because nobody has everything figured out. The devil is going, whenever you're doing good things for God, the devil is not far behind. And that's one of the things that we have all kind of talked about here at churches. Like, look, God's moving, so we need to be ready for what the devil has, what he's going to throw at us. Because you know that he's going to. He just is. That's what he does. Because if nothing is happening, he doesn't have to put forth any effort in that place. Mm. They're already doing nothing, so therefore they're not a threat. But if you've got people coming forward for prayer, people accepting Jesus, if you got baptisms happening, you got words of prophecy coming forth, 
You've got bold preaching taking place in people's lives being changed and the Holy Spirit falling upon people. That's where the devil wants to be. That's where he's going to place his highest level devils because those are the people he wants to stop. And you better recognize that. And we all have to recognize that because Satan is real. He's just not some made up evil character or some evil force that's out there. He is real. He has fallen angels that are with him. He has demons that are with him. And I do believe they're two separate things. That's another show. But he has an army. And that army is against you. They want you dead. And that's why we need to be focusing in on what God has for us so that we can fight against the ways of the enemy. And I'll stop and let Trent talk. Well, it's kind of like I said last week. If the world's not worry about, worried about you, neither is the devil. Why should he worry about you? If the, you're, if the world's happy with you, you're doing everything they like, well, then he's got nothing to worry about with you. He's going to mess with someone that's messing with his kingdom, that's messing with what he's trying to do right now. Someone that's going to try to take authority over that, that's who he's attacking. So he's giving that spirit of fear to those he thinks will be a threat. And I've met several of them that once their eyes were opened and they realized what was going on, whether it be in their own life, something that happened in the world, however it was, then their eyes were opened and there's no looking back. There's no looking back because that's where Satan is trying to keep you from getting. Mm. If he can keep you from getting there, then he knows he can keep you from accomplishing the destiny God has for your life. And there's a verse, and I didn't pull it up, but it's in, I think it's 2 Peter, 1 Peter, where it's talking about the devils uh, roaming about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I heard an interesting message on that years ago about how a lion's roar, the male will go to the other <coughs> side of the jungle and roar as loud as he can to scare the animals so they'll start running the other way. In the meantime, when he's roaring, the animals run away from the roaring. The female lions are waiting there in quiet, ready to attack. I thought that was interesting. Mm. So here's the question. Are you going to be afraid of the roar, or are you going to attack that thing head on and go for it? Because God has given you that authority. I wanted to read something out of Romans 12 here before we get done, and it's talking about us being one body. I know you can get that in Corinthians, but check it out. It says, for as in one body, this is Romans 12, and I'm just going to read verse 4 for now. We'll see uh, where it goes, but it says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function or the same gift. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. That gets back to where we started this whole conversation. You need to be in a fellowship. You need to be somewhere that you can gather with other believers because if you are out there by yourself, it's like somebody said, I think it was Ed here a few weeks back, it's easy to pick you off if you're by yourself. <laughs> they just come at you because you're by yourself. However, if you have people around you or an army or the body of Christ around you, it's going to be a lot harder for that devil to get at you until you're alone. So you need to be gathering. You need to be getting together. But the body's not complete without you. Amen. If your function is an arm, you're making it harder on the body because you're you're using one arm and not the other arm. <laughs> that's it, true. I mean, it, I mean that's a. I know that may be a silly way of thinking about it, but I mean, I don't know any other real real way to say that. The body is incomplete without you. If you're not out fellowshipping with your congregation or whatever, or if you are not functioning in the way that the Holy Spirit is telling you to, then the body's incomplete. We need you. You need us. And that was one of the things that we did here on Wednesday night was we stretched forth hands towards the 
towards the congregation, and then we had the congregation stretch hands back towards us because as we prayed for them, they prayed for us because we need them as much as they need us. And we need you sitting out there that's, you know, you're not fellowshipping, you're not with anybody. We need you to be fellowshipping because we need the body to work together the way that God intended. It don't have anything to do with what I want or Trent wants or anybody else wants. It's the way God intended for his body to function is the fellowship. That I mean, that's clear through scripture. If you can't find that in scripture after tonight, I don't know what to tell you. We gave you plenty of scriptures to show you that. You are not near as powerful alone. You have some power, but if you can gather with other people, there's more power, there is more authority in that gathering. So that's why we keep trying to encourage you guys. If you're able, we understand there's disabilities. Sometimes people can't get out. If you're able to get out, you need to find a body to be a part of. You need to become. And just like what he's saying, shouts out to Tasha Hart because I know she checks these out every now and then. Uh, she said, and I've, I always use her example and gets back to what he was just saying about piece of the body missing. She likes puzzles, so she puts it in a puzzle. She's like, if your piece is missing, then there are other pieces around your piece that can't get in place either because the puzzle has to go together as one functioning unit. you got the corners, which are your leaders, and you've got those in the middle that are forming the big picture, which is what God is trying to get across. See, all we see, maybe you're standing there looking at the trees. God sees the forest. He doesn't see just the trees in front of you. He sees the big picture. So if you want to find out the big picture, you've got to be spending time with God, you've got to be seeking Him, you've got to be praying, you've got to be in your Word. If you want your eyes opened to the things that are going on right now, right now, in this society, He'll do it. He's just waiting for you to take the time. And I think that was for somebody out there. If that made you mad, maybe you needed to hear it. I'm just going to be real because you cannot, <laughs> you cannot just focus on yourself all the time. And you've got to focus on how God has placed us together, the church, to function as a unit. We are one body, many members. Each member has its own function and is important. You have got to understand that. And when you come to grips with that, that's when you're going to start noticing yourself not wanting to miss church. That's the atmosphere we're seeing here at Next Level Enjoy Church right now, Next Level Freedom Enjoy Church right now. People don't want to miss. They want to be here. They want to see what God is up to. There's that excitement. And guess what? It's that expectation that's getting ready to bring all these miracles we're probably getting ready to come see come to pass. People are coming. They're expecting a move of God. They're going to come in one way. They're going to leave another. And that's how God works. That's how it should work. Every time you go to church, maybe you had a bad day, but... Then you can get to church, like he said, you're tired, but you get there and there's something that changes in you because the atmosphere is there, the electricity is there, God is there, and he is moving. You've got to find yourself back into a body. You know, real quick, I want to go back to the puzzle thing. It just, you know, what you said, that, that was, or I guess what Tasha had wrote or what she had said, if you leave one piece out, what do you end up with? You end up with a big hole in the middle of the puzzle. <laughs> <clears throat> or on the edge or whatever, you wind up with a big hole. Somebody out there right now is sitting there, and they haven't fellowshipped in a year. They haven't been around other believers. You're sitting there with a hole in your heart right now because you know that you need to fill that hole in your heart with fellowship with other believers. 
because it draws you closer to God. You feel far away from God. You feel like you've got a hole in your heart. You feel like something's missing. That's because you haven't filled it with the joy of the Lord. And mm. that, that, that that's the honest to God's truth. If you don't have the joy of the Lord in your heart, you are missing. There's a big hole in your heart. And I know, I know this is for somebody. I know there's somebody listening or will hear this that is sitting there with a hole in their heart. I'm telling you, go fellowship. Go find somebody, fellowship with them. Get your life back right with God because the body needs to function the way that God intended for the body to function. We need to fellowship. And I will end with that. Find a church where God is moving. You can go to a dead church all day. You go to a dead church, you're going to leave the same way. Dead. <laughs> you're going to get home. Dead. If you get in a church where the body of or the, the body of God, body of Christ is moving, where the Spirit of God is moving, you will never be the same. It will change your life. Get out there. Find you a church. We're not saying you have to join ours. Find one in your area, wherever you're at. Make sure it's moving. Make sure they're discipling. The Spirit is doing big things right now. And if you're not there, you're missing it. You're missing it. If you're focusing on all the negative, you're missing it. You're not spending time with God. You're missing it. You're not in your word. You're missing it. God is up to big things right now. We're not saying you're perfect. We're not perfect. But we're just all trying to get a, be a part of what God is doing right now. Now that being said, oh, I, I got one more thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got. I, I was going to turn it over <laughs> you to close. I was just well, I, I got to say it because I know somebody. <laughs> I know somebody's thinking it. Pastor Trent and Pastor Brett, how do I know if the Spirit of God is moving in a place? Maybe they've never experienced anything other than what they've always. You know, I, I'm not okay. And here's here's how I look at this, and I, I don't mean this to be confusing at all, and I'm not meaning any disrespect towards any church, but here's one of the things that I've noticed. Are you willing to let your service go completely to God and the Holy Spirit? All services have an order. Our service has an order. Mm-hmm. We, we do this, we do this, we do this, we do this. But at any given time, and I've noticed this, at any given time, if we feel that spirit moving, that order of that sermon can be messed up because we give it over to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And sometimes that's at the end and it goes longer than we anticipated. And God, you know, something happens at the end. There's times where Trenton has stood up and said, we got to pray or let's we need to do this song. God's saying we need to do this song. And it changes the whole course of the service. Mm. And it could be the scripture that's right at the beginning of the thing that sets the tone. It could be anything. That's how you know that the spirit is moving in a place is if the pastors and the leadership and the people are willing to just see what the Holy Spirit is going to do in the service. It's not about getting out at 8 o'clock or 12 o'clock on Sunday morning or 11, whatever it is, wherever you go to church. If If everything is set by a time and there's no room for the Holy Spirit, you really need to question where you're at. And if I'm wrong in that, Trenton, please somebody please tell me but i really don't think i am because you have got to leave room for the holy spirit of god to move if you're not and you're just pushing the service along to get out and i would really question why you're there Mm. nope that's true it's true if you're gonna you can't be and i'm a little ocd guys so and he knows (laughs) but uh, and i know other pastors that are but here's the deal I'm not so far gone there that if the Spirit says to do something different, I'm not so caught up in my routine 
that I'm not willing to yep. change. And guess what? I'm going to be really honest with you guys. God has changed the order and services so many times in the last two months that <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, Holy Spirit, we have this order, but if, if you want to do something different, let me know. So as I'm praying, we'll go that direction. So even this week, he's added a couple of songs to the mix. It's going to be good. We're going to be fired up. That'll be uh, it's it's just a lot of stuff happening right now. So, um, but thank you guys for checking us out so long. I guess we better let you guys go. We went over again, but it's cool. That's what we're here to do is talk. So, uh, go to wait.letstalk at gmail.com. Hit us up with an email. Let us know if you have questions, concerns. Maybe you have thoughts on some of the stuff that we discussed here tonight. We would love to discuss those thoughts with you. Or you can hit us up with the voice message link located at the bottom of the description of each and every episode and you can leave us a voice message directly that we can play on the air should you choose to do so god bless you guys i'm turning it over brett we'll see you next week all right so now let's get into john no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh just uh guys remember to check us out on facebook check us out on Zappa. and you know what guys make sure you like make sure you share we want these messages to go out for god i mean we, we do it for him we do it for the body of christ and you know, so we we just pray God that or pray that you guys would do your part as we do our part. So with that said, Father, thank you, Lord, for another opportunity. Thank you, Jesus, for what you do. Thank you, Father, for how you move in our lives, Father God. And Lord, I know, Lord, that there are people listening, Lord, that are that are struggling with what we talked about tonight. They're struggling. They're probably scared, Father God. There might be a little bit of fear in their lives. And, you know, there's other people that are like, dude, I've been doing it for a long time. You know, I'm I'm back in church. And, Lord, we know there's all different kinds of people and there's all different kinds of levels of where we're at with you. But, Lord, we speak to the ones right now, Father God, Lord, that are in fear, that are scared. Lord, we rebuke that spirit of fear off of them in the name of Jesus. We tell it to go. We tell it to go, to leave them and to never return. Allow them, Father God, to be rejuvenated. Allow them to uh, or let your Holy Spirit fall on them, God, and fill them and give them that boldness and that, that freshness and that want to go to church and that want to fellowship, Father God. We pray for those people right now, Lord, that are struggling and suffering in that. And we ask, Father God, that you would bless this show. May it be a blessing to those that hear it in Jesus' name. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, tell a friend, and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning in. God bless, and we'll see you next time.